Welcome to the MUFG Global Markets FX Week Ahead podcast with Lee Hardman, Senior Currency Analyst at MUFG. It's Friday, 5th of May, 2023, and joining Lee to pose some questions on the financial market themes for the week ahead is Jack Greenslade from the Global Customer Marketing Group. The following podcast is intended for professional investors and eligible counterparties only, and not for retail clients. Any content should not be regarded as an offer to conduct investment business or an investment recommendation, but for information purposes only. Hi, Lee. Happy Friday. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Good, good. Um, It's been quite an important week, really, uh, with policy updates from the ECB, Federal Reserve. Uh, what are your main takeaways from the FX market? Yeah, like you say, it's been a big uh, event for central bank update, updates this week. Uh, so the main one being um, the Fed. Uh, and on that side of things, to us, no major surprise. Um, Fed obviously delivering one more 25 basis point hike this week. But if you look at the uh, the, the policy update and the statement and comments from uh, Chairman Powell, <coughs> To us, it did signal very clearly that they are becoming uh, less committed over the need for further hikes from here. Uh, And it certainly supports our view that we think the Fed has now delivered their final hike in this cycle. Uh, And going forward, we think it's going to be more difficult for the Fed to keep uh, raising rates from from here, um, certainly. As we've seen this week, the other kind of event which has really kind of captured market attention has been the uh, ongoing loss of confidence in uh, U.S. regional banks, and although Fed Chair Powell tried to kind of downplay that loss of confidence in the banking sector uh, and instability there, uh, we do think the Fed looks like it's kind of falling behind the curve there and is potentially underestimating the uh, the negative fallout for the uh, U.S. economy going forward. So, certainly with that situation still deteriorating, and as we're expecting as well in the next month or two, we will see uh, investors becoming more fearful over. The, the risk of the uh, U.S. defaulting uh, mm-hmm. with the debt ceiling deadline fast approaching. Uh, we, we heard from the U.S. Treasury warning that they could um, reach that deadline uh, from the 1st of, of June. So uh, those kind of risks to us point to downside risks to, to the U.S. outlook going forward. And we think ultimately will make it very difficult for the Fed to, to hike rates at their next meeting. So to us, we're more confident the Fed's on hold now. Um, and to us, that does contrast to the message we had from the ECB this week. Um, yes, they did kind of slow down the pace of hikes, delivering a, a more normal 25 basis point hike. But the ECB was very clear that they pushed back against any idea that this is a pause to their hiking cycle and that they feel they have more work to do. Um, our view is, is still ultimately that we think the ECB will do at least two more 25 basis point hikes at the next couple of meetings, bringing the policy rates up to. 3.75%. And to us, from an FX perspective, we still think that ultimately is is positive for euro dollar um, with the policy divergence there narrowing between the ECB and the Fed in the next couple of months. We still feel there is potential for euro dollar to break up into a higher range between 110 and 115, looking for a, certainly a test of, of the top of that range over the next couple of months. Okay. And, and do you think today's non-farm payrolls print change anything for the Federal Reserve? Because I guess the, the headline figure was you know higher than economists had predicted, but we saw big revisions to the prior um, reading. 
uh, uh, you know, the, the dollar was well bid on the headline figure, but, uh, you know, the rally has faded into today. So what do you make of, of today's print? Yeah, like you say, I think the kind of knee-jerk reaction was for the dollar to uh, to rally and uh, US rates to, to move higher, particularly at the short end of the curve. Um, like to us, we still see that as more of a, just a knee-jerk reaction, which will, will likely fade. Um, yes, uh, payroll growth was strong, stronger in, in the month of, 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 of the latest month. But ultimately, if you look at, um, there were also downward, big downward revisions to prior months. So to us, I think it's still very clear that employment growth, the trend is slowing, perhaps maybe not as quickly as the market or the Fed would like to see. But that doesn't necessarily mean that going forward, if, if the, uh, the, the US economy slows more sharply, which we think the risks are increasing, that ultimately payroll growth, we think, will, will potentially slow more, more sharply as well going forward. So that, that's still, I think, to us, our kind of base case scenario. So we think the Fed wouldn't put too much emphasis on today's payrolls report. Um, even though as well, we did see that stronger earnings growth figure uh, again, probably seen as more of a one-off at this stage, given that uh, what we've seen over the last kind of six to twelve months is that earnings growth hasn't really picked up, despite the, the tightness in in the, in the labour market. So, yes, initially a bit of a boost to, to the dollar. Like you say, the market had priced in a very dovish outlook for Fed policy after the Fed update this week looking for the Fed to start cutting rates at the next couple of meetings, which to us always seemed a bit far-fetched. Um, like our US rate strategist is, is not looking for the first cut until until September um, or yeah. even later this year, which really we need to see more signs of, of recession-like data coming in from the US before we think the Fed would throw the towel in and, and start to, uh, to cut rates. And I think that's not going to happen over the, the next couple of months. Yeah, I guess it'd be remiss of us if we didn't talk about sterling as well, given it's been one of the best performing G10 currencies in 2023. Um, do you expect any sort of further upside when the BOE hold their meeting next week? Or Yeah, I think, like you say, the trend is still very firmly to the upside for the pound. Um, obviously, over the last couple of days, we've seen cable hit new year-to-date highs. Um, and Euro sterling as well is, is also testing um, good support on, on the downside. So, yeah, I think that that kind of Upward momentum is very much in place in, in the short term. Um, certainly this week, we saw more positive uh, leading indicators coming out with the PMI data in the UK surprising, uh, more more notably to, to the upside, pointing towards a even stronger growth uh, at the start of, of Q2 than maybe the Bank of England was, was anticipating. So it's still very much a kind of continuation of the uh, story that we've seen throughout this year is that the, the kind of pessimism that people had kind of anticipated for the outlook for the UK economy that that's not materializing we're not seeing recessionary like conditions at the start of this year in, in the UK and um, that that ultimately is is reflecting the fact that this negative terms of trade shock from last year's move higher in energy and food prices is now now reversing um, and that's that's not as bad as people had, had feared so it's certainly creating a more more positive cyclical story for for the UK economy and that's obviously important as well in terms of the Bank of England's own policy making going forward. Um, if the economy in the UK doesn't slow as much as the uh, the Bank of England anticipates, that means that they may have to do more in terms of, of raising rates. And that's one of the key reasons why uh, in our latest uh, forecasts, we're now penciling in uh, more, more rate hikes from the Bank of England, looking for at least two more 25 basis point hikes from here to lift the, uh, the policy rate up to a peak of 4.75% this year. So we're pretty comfortable with that I, that view. Like certainly, I think it's almost 
uh, a certainty that we'll get at least one more 25 basis point hike next week, given we had, like you say, stronger activity data, stronger wage data, and also stronger inflation data recently uh, in that environment, given the Bank of England have said that if inflation risks, the risks if risks increase, that inflation remains more persistent, that they'll they'll keep hiking rates. I think that that criteria has has been met over over the past month. It's a little bit more of a I guess open question over whether we see another hike beyond next week. Obviously, that will depend on the data beyond that point. But for now, we're we're still thinking that we should see at least a couple of more hikes from the Bank of England. So to us, that will support potential for, for the pound to strengthen further against the dollar and if you look at our forecast we're looking for cable to, to move closer to the uh, the 130 level uh, by the middle of this year okay and what do you make of the the move lower in implied volatility in, in sterling dollar you now we're sort of at one year lows um now yeah like you say i think if you look at volatility um in, in cable uh that peaked out Towards the end of last year, I think in September, October, just after the uh, we had the uh, the guilt uh, crisis uh, driven by the uh, mini budget from mm. uh, previous Prime Minister Liz, Liz Trust, that led to a huge surge in, in pound volatility. Um, it's also kind of coincided as well uh, with generally volatility in G10FX also peaked towards the end of last year with the Fed kind of the market becoming more convinced that the Fed was going to slow the pace of hikes and. As, as we've seen throughout this year, now starting to to basically take the view more more strongly that they've, that they've finished their hiking cycle. So I think the fact that the Fed is is now getting towards the end of their hiking cycle, U.S. rates are stabilized. That's certainly helping to bring down uh, volatility in in uh, the FX uh, market more, more more broadly, not just not just in not just in cable. So I think that that story short term, there's still room for that to run. I guess the risk is. Very short term, uh, obviously that we've got the debt ceiling uh, coming up in the next month or two, uh, and if mm-hmm. that situation kind of really blows up, uh, as we saw back um, uh, a decade, decade or so ago, there is the potential there that if we saw a big kind of sell-off in in global equity markets as a result of basically a very kind of drawn out <laughs> process of extending the debt ceiling, uh, then that could lead to a, a brief spike in, in volatility in, in the FX market as well. Yeah, and, and how soon do you think that could occur? Because I know Janet Yellen was saying this week could could be as soon as early June. Um, yeah, I think I mean that's potentially the earliest point, although people the market is still anticipating that it, the US government could still have a longer period of time, say yeah. until maybe early August to to try and at least find some kind of resolution to this this deadlock between the uh the parties over in the US to extend that that debt ceiling. So, yeah, I think this is certainly something that we're not downplaying. It, it, it's it's ultimately will will depend on some form of, of compromise solution between the political parties in, in the US. And as we know, they're highly divided right now. So there is obviously a high risk of some form of, of uh, uh, high stake accident, which could trigger uh, a sharp pickup in, in market volatility. Well, busy few weeks ahead then, Lee. Um, Well, have a great long weekend. Yeah, you too. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this MUFG Global Markets podcast. Rate, review and subscribe and reach out to your MUFG sales rep for more information. Come back next week for more insights from the Global Markets Research Team.